Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. One sentence summary. Anything You Want teaches you how to build a business that's based on who you are and can become anything you want it to be, rather than following the traditional paths of startup or corporate culture. My favorite quote from the author is, Most people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They imitate others, go with the flow, and follow paths without making their own. Derek Sivers On Tim Ferriss' homepage, there's a testimonial from the New York Times calling him a cross between Jack Welch and a Buddhist monk. If that's true, then Derek Sivers is a cross between yet another Buddhist monk and Tim Ferriss, with the same creative approach to life and experimental entrepreneur mindset, but another two levels quieter. I first bumped into Derek via AppSumo when they shared his little video course, Uncommon Sense. I was stunned by his super calm, witty, intuitive and dead simple suggestions. Anything You Want is his book with 40 gems of advice to entrepreneurs, based on his success in creating, growing and eventually giving away CD Baby in exchange for a $22 million check going into a charity for music education. Here are three great lessons from him to start a business that can be anything you want. 1. Improve your ideas until you can not turn one into a business. 2. Start without funding or VC money. 3. Delegate but not too much. Ready to rock and roll? Here we go. Anything you want, lesson 1. Improve your ideas until you can't not turn one into a business. This answers the question, when should I actually start my business? Derek never intended to build a million-dollar business. In fact, he'd had it before, after starting a bunch of businesses that failed. But he never stopped improving his ideas and practicing his creative muscles. The only way to hit an idea that will not only take you, but a lot of other people by storm, is to keep improving them. A great indicator that you're onto something is when you get a lot of feedback on your idea, instantly. For example, when Derek put his own CD up for sale on his website, his friends thought it was such a great idea that they asked him to put theirs up too. When lots of people want to get in on your idea early on, that's a good sign you have a winner. Derek was almost forced to start CD Baby because so many people asked him to help with selling their CDs. Only when your idea gets such great feedback that you almost can't not start it, then it's time to think about building a business. Anything you want, lesson 2. You don't need funding. Start without it. This answers the question, should I borrow money to start a business? It's hard to imagine that there was a time before venture capital and angel investing. Nowadays, every 8th grader with a half-assed idea for the next bubblegum wants a million dollars before even setting up shop. But money isn't what will help your idea grow. When your idea helps people and they love it so much they'll tell all their friends, that's when you grow. Having zero money to begin with can thus become a huge advantage because it keeps you focused on giving your customers the best experience and doing everything you can to serve them. Start with the resources you have and be creative in solving problems. For example, while I don't have the money to buy 365 books a year nor the time to read one entire book a day, I am able to afford a Blinkist membership, read a summary every day and publish what I learn on here. It's about making do instead of excuses. Anything you want, lesson 3. Do delegate, but don't overdo it. This answers the question, how involved will I be in my own business? I'm so guilty of this one. 
Especially when you're running solo and starting a micro-business, it's super hard to give up control. You think you're the only one capable of doing things the right way, but you have so much to do that it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. Not delegating can have a severe consequence though, burning out. You take on more than you can handle and eventually end up collapsing from all the stress. Yep, I did that. In order to know what to delegate and when, keep a list of all recurring problems. That way, you can come up with instruction manuals on how to solve them, video tutorials are great, and then hand them over to people you trust with the task, whether they are your employees or virtual assistants. However, you can also delegate too much, especially when there's not enough trust or control. Derek loved delegating and so he gave people a great deal of freedom. Until he received a call from his accountant saying an employee had just put a profit sharing plan in place where all company profits are split among the staff, without Derek even knowing about it. That's when he knew he'd slightly overdelegated. A solid middle ground is to entrust processes you can afford to let go with people you trust and let them know you have faith in them, while simultaneously establishing a control mechanism like a monthly check-in to make sure things don't spin out of control. My personal takeaways from anything you want for 2017. First of all, this dude is awesome. Derek Sivers is great. He is a blogger. He writes regularly on his blog Sivers.org. He has tons of book uh, summaries as well or, or notes he keeps on books. Um, he's the creator of the Now movement. So if you've ever seen a Now page, I do have one as well. If you go to niklaskirke.com slash now, you will see what I'm currently working on. And Derek came up with this idea and he made it, it turned into a huge movement where people are doing this to keep people posted on what they're up to. And you can just update the page. And when someone goes to that page, they always know what you're currently working on. Um, so that's just one of the many, many things he does. He loves programming, uh, languages, learning, studying. He has a couple TED Talks. Uh, so very awesome guy. And I cannot recommend his course Uncommon Sense enough. It's five or eight videos that are two to five minutes long. It's really not that long. If you go to YouTube and you put in Derek Sivers Uncommon Sense, you will find it. Um, and what was huge for me, what I learned from that course was that he says everyone has a different thing that drives them in their lives, right? And once you know what your thing is, that the thing that drives you, you can design your life around that. You can structure your life accordingly. And really, it's really from that course that I figured out I wanted freedom because he made a couple examples. So he said, maybe money is one. Like maybe you like staying in the back and making lots of money, but not have the spotlight, right? So you might do well in investing or uh, managing, managing sports stars or something like that. He said legacy might be one, right? So take Donald Trump. Um, he, it's really important to him that people remember him because he puts his name on all his buildings, right? Everything is called Trump Tower, Trump Plaza, Trump Park, Trump this, Trump that. Um, so obviously to him, it's important that people remember him once he is dead. Uh, and then he said, yeah, freedom, that might be another one because Derek always wanted the freedom to decide it for himself, not necessarily do it for himself. So he wanted to be able to always get up and say, nope, that's not for me. I'm out. See ya. And that's the kind of freedom I want. So this course really helped me find that. So if you're not sure why you're doing what you're doing, this course on common sense, can't recommend that enough, is the best resource I know about that. I love the first lesson. 
because everyone's trying to force their ideas on the world. And Derek has this other idea that besides, so obviously this one, like when people tell you, so for example, a friend of mine has a friend who bakes really great pizza, right? He's really good at pizza. He's always experimenting with new recipes, buying new things and making better pizza and so on. And for years he has done that. And by now, my friend told me, Flo said, well, this guy, he gets so many, like people tell him like, man, you should start your own pizza place. And when people tell you, when you have pizza somewhere at home and regularly people come up and tell you, you should start a pizza place, then chances are other people will like the pizza as well and it might sell really well. So now he's opening a pizza place. But he hasn't said, uh, he didn't just sit in his room and was like, I should add Smarties on my pizza or like hot, I should put hot chocolate on my pizza and it's going to be great. And then he opened a pizza shop, right? No, he made pizza in his home uh, in a risk-free environment for years. And now people almost pressure him to start a pizza place and then he does it. And the reason this works way better than the other thing is another idea Derek has, which is that ideas are just a multiplier of execution. Um, so he has a, he made a little table once. Um, that said a great or let's say like a bad idea or nothing a bad idea is worth nothing uh, a, a mediocre idea is worth a dollar a good idea is worth ten dollars and a great idea is worth 25 dollars something like that and then he said but the execution is where it's really at right so if you have no execution obviously you have zero dollars uh, if you have bad execution, you might get $1,000. If you have mediocre execution, you might get $10,000 and so on, right? If you have great execution, you get a million dollars. And then you can just multiply the two and say and see that, yes, like you might have like a, a great idea that's worth 25 bucks, but if you multiply it with no execution, you get $0. And if you multiply it with shitty execution, it only gets you $25,000. And only... And, but you could also take a mediocre idea that's only worth like $5 and multiply that with awesome, great, excellent execution and it makes $5 million, right? So everything is in the execution, nothing is in the idea uh, or almost nothing is in the idea. <clears throat> so don't over obsess about those and instead focus on improving them until you have the right ones and in the meantime, just keep on executing whatever you're doing. Second part, taking money. I mean, to me, that's obvious. I think to many Europeans, that's obvious because debt is not a, as common. Um, well, not true. We have a lot of debt in Europe, but it's, for example, not common to take out debt to finance your studies. It's getting more common, but it's still not like we shy away from debt, in, especially in Germany, but in Europe, I think in general, well, not all countries, um, as was seen with the, like, the Greek bailout and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I wouldn't encourage anyone to take on debt to start a business because the, peop the, the businesses that really need venture capital are those without a business model, like real startups like Facebook, like they didn't know how they could possibly monetize this. So they needed funding to survive for the first couple of years until they figured out what they could do to <clears throat> get people to pay. But most businesses or most ideas are actually normal business ideas and you can start those out of your home. You can start those with minimal effort, minimum resources, uh, and it's really all about what you do with it and how much time and work you put into it. So people always, people often take venture capital as an excuse, like I need this money to do this, when that's really not true. And they could just do it 
uh, on the site and they would have to grow it organically, but it would take forever. Obviously, that's not nearly as cool as getting a million dollars in funding and then trying to blow up really big, right? So if you don't, if you, if you know your business model, if you know what you're selling, you don't need money. And the last one, uh, I've actually started to become okay with being solo and not wanting to delegate things. Like I outsource things here and there for projects that are on side projects or that I'm just trying out. But I'm actually okay and I actually want a life, I've realized, where I can run everything solo. uh, And because it's not that much to manage, right? So I'd rather focus on cutting the parts I have to manage and then manage all those. Uh, instead of delegating a lot of stuff and building a bigger business for in, in in return. So you have to know who you are, what your style is, what your preferred style is, and then obviously find the balance there as well. I hope this summary has been helpful. I hope you're going to check out Derek Sivers. He's a wonderful guy. Um, read more of his stuff. Listen to his podcast interviews. He has done one with Tim Ferriss as well, which is great. And um, yeah, so go check that guy out. You can get anything you want in life, but not everything. Remember that. And I will see you on the next summary.